Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, our video feed here on YouTube. Tucker Bag will join me in a few minutes as we react to uh, something I didn't expect to react to this morning, which is the James Harden trade to the Los Angeles Clippers. I think we probably could have guessed that it would have been the Clippers eventually. That's been all the smoke for months here. Um, but it turns out to be the Clippers at about 2 a.m. last night. So I woke up, like probably everybody else, to this news of Harden on his way to Los Angeles. He's no longer the Sixers' problem. Daryl Morey gets him off the books, and here's what they bring back here. Marcus Morris, Philly guy, Robington, who I love. Uh, Nicholas Batum, 2026 and 2028 first-rounders, two second-rounders, and a pick swap. That comes back to Philadelphia, heading to the Clippers as James Harden and P.J. Tucker. I think actually P.J., you know, they replaced some toughness there with Morris, and Covington could play a a role similar to what P.J. did. I'll miss P.J. Tucker. I liked him. I, I thought he was a, a winning player for the Sixers in big games last year in the postseason, despite his limitations. But obviously the story here is Harden's gone, what Daryl Morey got back. And by the way, those those picks. So the 2026 first-round pick is via Oklahoma City. I don't expect that to be a big pick. Oklahoma City is a rising team. They could be a contending team, you know, a real contending team by 2026. That's just a bottom of the first round or middle of the first round kind of pick. I don't expect that to be a lottery pick. The real the real prize here is the 2028 Clippers pick. That's the prize. Because you look at the trajectory of the Clippers, Harden's older and on the way down. You know, Paul George, older, on the way down. Kawhi Leonard, older, on the way down. By 2027, that team could be a disaster. I mean, I think they'll have a run here this year, maybe next year, where they could, you know, maybe go somewhere in the playoffs if they're healthy and engaged. But no, beyond that, uh, I don't think they're going to be a viable team. They're going to flip that roster over. So that's a prize for the Sixers or one they could reroute now. So there's a lot of angles to this whole thing. You know, what the Sixers do now, what they got back, how we grade Daryl Morey in this. Let's start with Morey and what he did. So we know how he operates. He doesn't – he operates on his terms, on, on his timeline. That This could have been done, probably should have been done in the summer. He held out. They wanted Terrence Mann. That was all the reporting. So the Clippers, in effect, won. I think the Clippers maintained – their ability to go compete for a championship this year. And that's independent of what you think of Harden, but like they kept Terrence Mann. They kept one of their 
you know, rotation guys that they want to play and added Harden and headed Tucker. And they just subtract role guys and, and trade picks. So I, I think the Clippers probably feel like they got what they wanted. They didn't want to trade Terrence Mann and they'll live with the 2028 first round pick down the line for the Sixers. They didn't get Terrence Mann. They didn't add a player that a lot of people around the NBA think could be good with a, a bigger role. So that's out. They added really just salary on expiring deals for James Harden. For the first time in a long time, and I do like this part more than anything about the trade, the Sixers feel like they have flexibility. You know, they've been locked into this thing for a while now. They really were locked into this core about three years ago. They swapped out Harden, uh, Simmons for Harden, but then that just locked them into that. Like they haven't really had flexibility in a long time to change the roster wholeheartedly if they want to within a year or so. And now they can. And there's different paths now for the Sixers to go down. And the first path, and that's probably the most likely path, is just play this out with cap space because all these guys coming back are coming off the books at some point here soon. I mean, they're, they're moving off the books at the end of the season. So the Sixers could have only Joel Embiid under contract beyond this season. Obviously, you add in a maxi extension that looks like it's going to be a significant extension with the growth he's shown over the past couple of years and early on. You know, Eastern Conference Player of the Week the first week. Maxie's been outstanding so far this season. He's, I mean, he's obviously in, in line for a big contract. And, I mean, that was the story over the summer, that that was part of their thinking, and they didn't do it, and they want to maintain flexibility. I think they were hoping, again, in the Lillard deal, whatever. He's going to get re-signed here by the Sixers. I'd be shocked if he didn't. So the only two players on the books next year for the Sixers are Maxie and Embiid, that, which means they can add a big player in the offseason. They could add whoever they want in free agency, they'll have max cap space to add a player this coming summer. And, you know, we go through some of the names. I mean, Pascal Siakam, we, you know, Nick Nurse's guy from Toronto is is one of the top free agents that's going to be available in the offseason. That is certainly a possibility. I mean, so the Sixers can sign whoever they want this offseason if they just keep things here and extend Maxi and kind of create a new core and then fill in the, the pieces around those guys. That is that is option number one. Option two is they could reroute some of what they got back in a trade now for a player maybe making some money or about to make some money, like jump jump the market in, in effect instead of waiting for free agency and hoping someone chooses Philadelphia over you know wherever you know Los Angeles or Miami or whatever destination a free agent wants to go to a team that maybe has cap space or a sign and trade. So. You know, there's some names out there that we will probably talk about between now and the trade deadline. And the better the Sixers play, and they've played well so far, now they're about to add a lot of parts. So that's going to be a, a little bit of a challenge here for Nick Nurse. But the better the Sixers play, the more I think there'll be pressure on Darren Morey to add something to this team. Because you look at them right now, and Embiid, we know what he is, which is an outstanding regular season player and an MVP candidate and, and all that. And we know Maxie's now growing into an all-star kind of player. The, the Sixers feel a player short if we're talking about a significant run this year to, in the playoffs. Like, will they make the playoffs? Of course they will. Can they win a first-round series with the, the group they have now? They probably can. Can they get past the second round, which is always the issue with the Sixers, with the group they have now? I don't think they can. I think they need another player. And then I don't even know if it has to be a, a particular kind of player. Like, is it another guard next to Maxie? You could make that case. Is it a, a wing that could defend and score? Sure. Is it a power forward? Like you, you could go – like there's optionality here with the Sixers roster now. Just put another good player next to Maxi and Embiid. And you look at the – you know, what's possibly out there, the teams that, you know, could be moving towards that direction where they might stink. And, you know, I, I got three names that came to my mind right away. I mentioned Siakam already with the, the Raptors. He's a free agent of B, the Nick Nurse connection. That's one. 
good player. I mean, he's a guy. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. That could score in crunch time. He could shoot. He could obviously play defense. He's long. I've always liked him, and his growth under Nick Nurse was substantial over the you know the past four or five years. So he's someone, I think if the Raptors are going the wrong direction and they see he's going to leave or test free agency, it, it's kind of like the Tobias Harris uh, trade all those years ago where he was about to be a free agent, but the Sixers wanted to secure him to add to that team, the team that eventually lost to the Raptors and, and Nick Nurse uh, in game seven against you know with Kawhi Leonard. Like that could be a possible trade during the season. Another one is his teammate, OJ Ananobi. I mean, that guy's one of my favorite players, a wing that could defend, a wing that can, you know, shoot. I always thought he could be more if he got more usage. He he'd fit in nicely with this group here. You put him at the three, you know, along with Maxi, you know, playing the point guard now and Joel Embiid at the center, you have every area of the floor. I mean, you have a, a scorer at three different levels. I I like that idea. And he's someone who I think is in that sweet spot of his age, 26 years old, where Embiid's a little older, Max a little younger. He kind of fits that middle ground. I like him. So Toronto feels like a very natural trade partner with the Sixers if they want to try to make a deal in the season. Maybe the most likely, but the one I am not really particularly interested in, is Zach Levine. That one, you know, the Sixers, they got back some picks here, and they didn't really have any, so this is nice to have have something again. But they don't have a treasure trove now. They just have like a normal amount of picks because of this trade. And I think a young player that they could probably dangle in, in Jaden Springer, along with all these expiring contracts. The other and maybe most logical trade is Zach Levine in Chicago. The Bulls are a dumpster fire. They're calling team meetings after the first game of the season. They, they are a bad team. I mean, they, they could be careening towards the top of the lottery. And Zach Levine will probably only prevent them from careening towards the top of the lottery. He's still a 25-point-per-game guy. He's a good player. He's been a two-time All-Star. I like Zach Levine. Here's what I don't like with Zach Levine. I don't like his contract. I mean, look, if you, if you want to just like have your stomach hurt this morning, go look at his contract. Because I, I think as the years go on, it's over $40 million. I think in 26, 27, he's, over, he's like $48 million on a player option. He's a good player. He's not that. And that's the kind of trade that could take away this flexibility that all of a sudden arrived. Like, would the Sixers be better right now if they had Zach Levine next to Maxi along with Embiid? They would. I mean, they have three players, three legitimate players that could that could score twenty five points on any given night. And then a guy like Tobias, who you know we know, depending on the night, he's going to give you ten to twenty three. I mean, right? That's who he is, and he's probably going to average you know whatever it is, sixteen or seventeen, depending on the guys around him. So you have you have four guys that could put the ball in the basket pretty consistently. You'd give yourself a better chance for this season. But I'm not really particularly interested in trading away this flexibility they just got. The other thing, and then we'll get Tucker's thoughts on the end of the Harden saga and uh, and where the Sixers go now, is 
you think about the future here with the Sixers. I, I mentioned flexibility. They have it for the first time in a while. The, the other tricky part is, I think we want to know, but we don't know Joel Embiid's future. We really don't. I mean, I, all the reports are he's committed. He wants to be here. We'll see. We'll see. There, when there's smoke, there's usually fire in the NBA. And those rumors about the Knicks and Joel unsure about his future, and then they're ready to pounce. Like the word to me, the one thing Daryl Morey can't do right now is re- rebox himself in. He just got out of a bad box. He just and, he, and they've emerged here with some flexibility. Let's say the Sixers make the Levine trade to try to appease Joel, to try to make a run this year. And then Joel Embiid says, I'm out after the season. Well, then you, you just, you're just you screwed with the Levine contract. You have Maxi next to him, but that, that duo and picks isn't winning anything. You know, there is a get-out-of-jail-free card here, very close to you know, freeing the Sixers from a lot of nonsense. If Joel wants to stay and, then, and he wants to be here for the long term, well – then you know, go for the right trade or sign the right free agent this offseason, and you have your tr- your new trio next year with Maxi and Bede and whoever. But if if it goes bad and Joel says, you know what, I want out, I want to go somewhere else. Well, the Sixers, you know, by this summer could have Tyrese Maxi, a completely clean cap sheet, and a ton of resources. I mean, obviously, whatever a Joel and B trade would net them, and they could totally rebuild the franchise almost from scratch. I mean, they they could do this thing all over again with the assets they got. So, Tucker, the one thing I like about this is it gives them a lot of flexibility, that they have choices here as to how they rebuild this basketball team. The Harden thing is over. Obviously, it allows Maxi to be what he's been the first three games, which is the point guard, when he's looked so good so far. Uh, look, they didn't get Terrence Mann. I think that's who they wanted. But it's a good trade by Maury because it's, it's over now. Yeah, and I think if you watch the Sixers for their first – three games obviously that that tough loss in, in Milwaukee where Joel didn't play all that great you kind of see something there with Maxi with Embiid running that two-man game and it looks pretty similar to the same kind of pick and roll setup that Harden and Embiid ran and I, I want to see Maxi you know maybe do it for more than two or three games before I'm confident and excited to call him a perennial all-star moving forward but I think what we've seen from this team shows that they don't necessarily need James Harden to achieve the ceiling that they already had over the past, whatever it's been, six, seven years. And you look ahead to this team and what it means for the postseason, and James Harden was never going to be a guy who helped you in the postseason, right? Like, I know what he did in three of the Celtics games, but I also know what he did in the games they lost. And I think that's the bigger issue to me. It's not what he did when he put up 40 points in game one and and had another 40-point game in game four or five, uh, whichever one that was. But it was the fact they disappeared in the other four and, and struggled when push came to shove. And, you know, everything was on the line. He disappeared and he didn't assert himself. So he's not necessarily a person I want come postseason time. And with the Sixers team moving forward, you mentioned flexibility. I think it's a big thing, right? Like Daryl Morey, really for the first time since he got here, has flexibility to make moves, to try and build a roster truly around Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. Like those are your two, your, your two building blocks and you go from there. So I'm not happy about losing P.J. Tucker. I, I think P.J. Tucker's the best player in the trade, bar none, including James Harden. He's the one guy who impacts winning in a positive way come playoff time. But, yeah, I think if you're a Sixers fan, you should be really excited because for the first time, you don't really feel stuck. Like, maybe this year they aren't all out going for a title, and and that's fine because you're going to have cap room moving forward. You're going to have two unprotected first-round picks that you can flip at, at some point. You're going to have – a lot of flexibility this offseason 
in the next couple off seasons to really maximize what is probably the end of Joel Embiid's prime. Yeah, they have that now, and they didn't have it before. I will miss P.J. Tucker, too. I, I will miss him in the postseason. I will miss his toughness. He had accountability for Joel Embiid. He's going to help the Clippers. I, you know, there's going to be an assumption now the Clippers are going to be terrible because they got James Harden. I don't think that. If they're healthy, they're, they're certainly a tough out in the postseason. I mean, Harden might screw them in, in a game seven or whatever and shoot two for 14, but whatever. They're going to be a good team, and Tucker will help them in the postseason. I think both teams came out feeling pretty good about this. I mean, that, the, the, the Clippers needed a point guard. Harden wanted to be there. They get P.J. Tucker back. They didn't get up Terrence Mann. And for Daryl Morey, he gets out of this mess. The distraction is gone. The plain thing and the grievance probably coming here. And then he was on the bench the other night. Just end the Harden thing. It was a complete distraction this team didn't need, especially with a first-year head coach. I'm actually refreshed with this, with the Sixers. Like, it's something new. There's hope now for the future because it looked pretty bleak. And the better Maxi plays, the more that flexibility you could kind of dream on the different scenarios here. Maybe it's a trade with Toronto. Hopefully not a trade for Zach Levine. That contract's a joke. Maybe it's just flexibility into the future. And it gives them options wherever this Joel Embiid future lands a six. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Harden is gone. It feels like the Sixers season can actually begin now. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We'll talk soon on WIP Daily.